You're listening to the Mountain Wellness Podcast. Mountain Wellness is a health and wellness lifestyle brand empowering mountain athletes for outdoor adventure. What's up, mountain athletes and outdoor adventurers? Welcome to another episode of the Mountain Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Reed. And I'm joined, as always, with my co-host and good friend, Mike Mahina. What's going on, brother? Yeah, California to Montana, man. Excited. Man, you're going to have to carry it today, dude. I'm I'm feeling it. I, I like, crushed myself yesterday in, uh, <laughs> in my workout. Well, we just spent the last couple of months working on the, you know, the den. That's a, cr- on top of everything else, that's a, that's a lot, man exactly the the build out with the den and then the holidays just uh (laughs) it always kind of throws a wrench into training but you know i don't um i don't ever fall completely off it's just um there's seasons i i i've been doing it long enough now to know that like it's you just lose a little bit of motivation uh, certain times of the year and there's other times of the year where you're just excited like uh, you get a, you get into training and so yeah right now you're right um, this time of year for me winter this particular time of year for me is the hardest because when everything switches to dark when when you know it's dark at five o'clock or 4 30 it's just everybody i talk to my friends of mine they're like oh man what are we gonna do it's like it's dark already and now we're gonna sit and watch tv for five more hours than we usually do or whatever it is you know that's like it's true it just feels like everything just lengthens way out and uh so yeah that's a perfect that's a perfect segue into the topic today and that's light as you just mentioned that i realized like dang light is such a big part of probably that the the motivation factor mm-hmm. along with with temperature it's profound um, effect on so, us in terms of just losing that sun it's that feels like it's more depressing i mean me Catherine, first thing she's like oh man this is that it's that time of year like it's it just feels more depressing and there's reasons for it that we could probably talk about yeah. but but yeah yeah and that's i didn't realize that but until so you know i've been kind of digging into the whole light uh, topic for gosh a number of years now probably four or five um i follow a, a brilliant mind that's sort of on the forefront of that subject and that's dr jack cruz mm. um and <laughs> his uh his stuff is like he's a board certified uh neurosurgeon um and i guess you would say just kind of one of the physicians that's on the forefront of of quantum biology, but, uh, quantum biology, um, a big part of quantum biology is the, the spectrum of light, but his whole thing is, you know, um, talks about how natural, natural light, the sun is, is our charger and we're, we're basically batteries and, and the sun, the sun we need, like it's, it's our charger, but we Mm. look at the, the health and wellness space, um, and even just general population and what's out there. Um, there's so much information that just, that causes you to, to fear the sun. You know, that's what I was going to say is like, that's what I, most of my life growing up, it was like, you know, 
put sunblock on, put a hat on, you know, don't, you know, don't spend too much time in the sun. So you have this, this stigma of always trying to avoid the sun. Yep. But you remember, like, think about this. I, I, I've given a lot of thought to this over the years and especially prepping for this episode. When we were kids, like, I didn't wear sunscreen. At least my mom, like, wasn't. And I'm, and, and I might add, I, you know, I, I'm darker complexion. I got, um, uh, European right. descent, like Italian. So it's like, and I, I have, have a, that too. olive skin. Same here. Yeah. So, yeah. So, versus like my wife's really fair skin. But, anyways, like growing up, I never, like my mom didn't say, here, come, you know, Corey, put your sunscreen on before you go play outside all day. The only time I remember putting on sunscreen was when we were in, you know, Phoenix, Arizona and Lake Havasu or on the river, you know, it's 120 degrees and you're just literally just on the boat all day. And yeah, that, that was like the only time I remember sunscreen was like boat trips or like going to the beach or something, you know? And mom would just pull it out when she saw your your shoulders or something getting red. When I was a kid, I mean, it was back pretty far back. I don't even know if they had sunscreen back there. I think that she just, you know, put mayonnaise on your face and you'll be fine. Just (laughs) put something on there. You'll be fine. You're covered. But I don't. Yeah, you're right. When I when I was younger, we never really got into. It was when I got older is when I started reading, and I, and sometimes I wonder if it's just all the sunscreen companies putting all the information out there, like because you know they sell sunscreen, so they're the, it'd be, it, it benefits them to write an article about how you're going to burn and how there's a problem and how all you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, it's just like so, and this is what I was going to. I'll finish my thought too. So when yeah. we were kids, you know, sunscreen really wasn't. It wasn't like a normal day-to-day thing playing as kids, right? It was on vacation. And then, you know, fast forward 20 years later, uh, I have kids now and you see like, you'll be with parents and I mean, literally the first five minutes, their kids outside at the park or just being outside, they're just like, here, come here, Susie, let me get some sunscreen on your face, you know? And it's just... That's where, that's not the way we were designed. That's not the way God built us. Like we're, sun is natural. We're natural. Like there's, you know, we, we are meant to, we are meant to, to just bathe in the sun and, and, uh, really get the full benefits of it. But there's a bigger story. There's a, there, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to most other subjects in health and wellness or, in the health space that it's there's a balance like you can't go extreme on either end of the spectrum right you can't hide in the house and never be exposed to the sun and it's not a good idea to go out in the sun in in phoenix arizona at you know over 100 degrees and and be in that uv sunlight all day, all day yeah, long. Yeah, totally. You mentioned sunbathing, and I just was reading an article last night for this podcast. Is, is in Europe, they have like a, a certain time of year when they specifically do sunbathing. It's like a sunbathing vacation. And the study was about, a, I don't know, it was like a 15, 20 year study, thousands of people. And they said that the people that sunbathed vacationed every year versus the people that didn't, the people that did had a lower mortality rate. And even people that sunburned, who had a history of sunburn versus people that didn't, had a lower mortality rate. And that was, I think, based out of Sweden, which I thought was fascinating. 
Yeah, so that's interesting. And I was going to mention that when I moved to Montana, one thing that is well known up here in the Northwest is, you know, suicide and depression goes way up in the winter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's directly re- related to basically sunlight. Wow. And UV sunlight in particular. And there's, I didn't know this, but it's called the suicide belt. Mm. Um, and that's basically like the Northwest, like the, the Rocky Mountain states. There's the highest rate of suicide anywhere in the country. So in California, we have, we obviously don't have that, su- the suicide rate, but it's still, even in California, who gets probably a ton of sunshine, we still have that. A little bit of like, ah, oh, this is that time of year when it's kind of dark and depressing. But over where you're talking about, it's like magnified and to the point that people are taking their own lives, which is incredible. Well, that's the crazy part is this is this is another reason why I was passionate about doing this episode and getting this information out there. Because, you know, even though you're in California and, you know, I lived in California up until three years ago, my entire life, right. even though there's a lot of sunlight, it's a Mediterranean climate, uh, climate people like the, just the way the world is now, we don't spend much time outside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, people, yeah, they work inside, they exercise and they go to the gym, they exercise inside. Um, you know, when they're at home, they're inside, and it's just like uh, most stuff that we do, or even when we're, you know, going from point A to point B, we're driving in a car inside. So unless you're, you know, mindful of that, or you're an active individual, which a lot of the listeners on our podcast are, you know, we're, we love the mountains. We love being outside. So that's a little bit easier for us, but the general population, you think about the amount of time that's spent inside versus outside. It's, it's, uh, uh it's dwarfed a big yep. difference. Huge. Right. So all that time spent inside, we're under a completely different spectrum of light. Like artificial than light. We are outside. Right? Essentially it, artificial exactly light. The art- yeah. yeah okay. It's artificial light. And that artificial light has different, uh, effects on our biology. And that's basically what I want to unpack today. So going back to the the sunscreen thing, I think it's a good place to sort of start wrapping your like your mind around it. Is uh, so I this is something that I've noticed uh, the last four or five years studying this particular you know just light in general and really digging into it. Um, so when you are exposed to everybody's everybody's optimal dose of UV sunlight is different. So, let um, from the beginning of the day, from sunrise to sunset, there's different spectrums of of light that are present through the day. Mm. Our body has different ways of basically receiving those photons, whether it's through the eyes, uh, which we know, you know, we all know well because that's how we are able to create a picture that's what gives us vision the rods and cones in our eyes and um communicates you know through the optic nerve to the brain but there's also that same 
uh, spectrum or those spectrums of light also communicate with the pituitary gland, the hypothalamus, and the thyroid, which um, that is a that's the, basically the whole you know what dictates the the endocrine system, your hormones, and mm-hmm. and that and and Mike, you know, like your hormones and your circadian cycle, that's what really is going to dictate what state, like, you know, how basically how healthy you are, mm-hmm. because if we're out of balance, um, that's when we start having issues. And that's what I've been working on recently since, you know, since you've, we've talked, I've had these conversations and you've kind of yeah. enlightened me on sunlight. And so as a, I guess in a different way, I've been approaching it from sleep, trying to get my sleep pattern correct. Cause I have sometimes when I sleep terrible, uh, or I just don't get enough, I should say. And then other times when I sleep really good and that affects my whole next day. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a good, you're actually a really good case study or an example. Um, your job. So you, your job, you're in front of a screen quite a bit during the day. Mm-hmm. And as most people are, but you being a content creator, a music composer, I would imagine, I don't know for sure, but a lot of times I would imagine the like creative inspiration comes at different times. So you might get into a flow state later in the afternoon. That's going to carry your work into the evening. Other times, maybe you're feeling it in the morning, but those times where you get into work and this, I think this goes for a lot of people that work in media too, whether they're doing like post-production editing or music composition, anything like that. Um, you know, next thing you know, it's like one in the morning and you get in that flow state. You're like, yeah, right. So you're in, in me being, you know, a biohacker, an athlete, you know, and being very mindful of all this stuff. I'm always like trying to have a, a schedule. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you have to adjust your schedule accordingly. You know, during this build out, there was a few nights where I had to, you know, you know pull later nights, but I yep. knew the, the effects that was going to have on me the next day, even yeah. though I, I had to get it done. Mm-hmm. Right. So from a light perspective, okay. There are uh, a number of studies now that show exposure to screens. The blue light in screens suppresses melatonin. Um, mm. most of, uh, most of us know, most of you know that melatonin is really, is a, a sleep hormone. That's like what it's most known for. It's, it's a lot more than just a sleep hormone, but that is like the, probably the biggest thing that it has an effect like that we feel. Um, and just, you know, uh, I know from a lot of the research studies that I've read, exposing, yourself to a screen blue light uh can suppress melatonin up to 30 percent if you're like up to two hours before bed Mm. so gotcha like you think about you think about that that's pretty that's like that's a big deal so if if you're not shutting the screen off and that's not just the screen we won't get super like i think just to make it you know the basic make it basic we can think of the screen but you know that's a lot of different lights too that's the led lights that are in your house that's the the tv you know basically any type of led light 
mm-hmm. cell phones. Yep. That's probably the biggest one. I think most of us are looking at, uh, our mobile devices before bed and I'll be straight. I'll be straight up with everybody. I'm blessed because I'm blind. This is like one area where I don't struggle with it because I'm listening to everything like the, with the screen reader. Wow. Right. So I don't have the same temptations before bed, but I can tell you straight up, I would struggle with, I would totally struggle with it because it's, it's hard. It, it there's a reading a book was a, that's how we used to unwind. You see like the sitcoms back in the day, you know, it's like the husband and wife are in bed together and they, yeah, they your both sleeping got their patterns, and- <laughs> Your sleeping patterns are, are better. I, cause I've known we've talked about this. I know your sleeping patterns when everything's when you're, when you're, when things are normal, they're really, really good. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize just in this conversation that the reason probably why I have some days where I sleep really well and other days I don't is directly yep. related to how much time I spend outside versus how much time I spend on screens. You know what I'm saying? So that's interesting. Yeah. So that's the first thing to be mindful of because we we see it a lot. You know, now that I mentioned it, probably most of you are like, oh yeah, I have seen, you know, um, ads on Facebook for blue blocking glasses or blue blocking screen protectors or uh, there's different apps that you can download on your phone or put on software you can put onto your computer that will uh, take the blue light out of your screen. That way, when you're doing work at night, you're not being exposed to that that spectrum of light. Um, mm-hmm. And it, and it's it's easy to think about like that that spectrum of light comes through the eye. It signals, you know, it it, it signals, you know, the pituitary, the hypothalamus, and the thyroid to basically it's 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 a way for our circadian cycle to to stay on time there's only two things that dictate circadian cycling and that's food and light Mm. so that's a you know that that's why when you people you know jet lag and stuff when they're they're traveling over multiple time zones right it's just not it you know that's why sleep it's not just about you know getting to that destination and going and just adjusting right away to that, you know, basically going to bed when they go to bed. That's not the way it works. It's wow. You're right. Your circadian cycle dictates that. So when you travel over time zones and all of a sudden you're exposed to spectrums of light that you haven't necessarily been exposed to at that time of day. And all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, Whoa, what's going on right now? So you're kind of confusing it. So we think about screens and artificial light. That's what's going on. Like we're basically all throughout the day, we're sending mixed signals to our brain and that's affecting our overall function. So, okay. Cause that's, that's uh, very interesting. Cause I know when I go back to the East coast from here, <laughs> I'm totally jacked up over there and it feels much more than just, a plane ride shouldn't just do that to you. Like you're saying, your body's completely off of its routine. Everything is completely upended. Yeah. And that's based on and one of the light. easiest way to, right. And one of the easiest ways to cure jet lag is to time your food accordingly and also expose yourself to the natural sunlight in your new destination. In particular, mm-hmm. like whether that's sunrise or the um, sunset. Um, 
which is a good segue because that's what I wanted to focus on today was was blue light and red light. So we we dug into the blue light, like blue light. And before we get into the red light, I also want to talk about how the 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 beneficial effects of of UV, which is like the that in that blue spectrum. Cause we, you know, we kind of, we talked about the negative effects of, of blue light, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's also the positives and that's going back to what we were talking about in the beginning with, uh, sunscreen. So in our previous episodes, and I've been sharing stuff over on the mountain wellness Facebook page. And I think, uh, our mountain wellness, it's mountain wellness. I'm sorry. It's Facebook slash, uh, mountain wellness 406. So you guys should go hop over and follow us over on Facebook, but I've been posting some articles, some research that's coming out related to COVID and how important it is to keep vitamin D levels up. Yeah. That was amazing to read that. Right. It's, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's vitamin D is, it is the most potent antiviral, um, vitamin or hormone that we have. And, that is not something you want to get low in, especially right now. And that goes, it's not just right now, but it, it, it looks like having low vitamin D, you're, you're not in, you're not in a good place to fight COVID if you come down with it. Mm-hmm. But this is the really cool part. So everybody's has an optimum or an optimal dose of, of UV light that they need to be exposed to each day. And when you're exposed to UV light, what that does is it actually synthesizes vitamin D and raises vitamin D levels. It's the natural way of um, of raising our vitamin D levels. Like we can supplement, but that is not an active form of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So the best way to get vitamin D levels up in the active form is direct UV sunlight. And direct UV sunlight is found at right around, you know, it, it, right around lunchtime at right around 12 noon from basically 12 noon to like two, depending on where you're at, like right? depending on where you're at longitudinal, like it's going to change. Mm. And that's going back to what I was saying about like the Northwest where you are further away from the equator. So when you get further away from the equator, you have less and less UV sunlight through the winter and just in general, mm-hmm. because, and, and there's so many like rabbit holes we can go down, but I always like to, this is like kind of a cool thing to get your wheels spinning. So when we think of nutrition, if we look at indigenous cultures, we can tolerate, if you like, basically if you look at indigenous cultures, the closer you get to the equator, there's a lot more abundance of carbohydrates and fruits. And Mm. as you get further away from the equator, you have to rely more on a ketogenic state where you're, it's more like big game fat. And, and, and to give you an example, it's like, think about a, a, a country or, I mean, down in like South America, the abundance of, of fruit and stuff versus like the up in Alaska, the type of food that's present, but food or I'm sorry, light has a, a, is very closely connected to food and the way that the body's to synthesizes and and makes energy. 
So the whole culture so, is built built around what the light does to the to the food supply. I got gotcha. you. Right. And the reason I bring this up is because you have to be mindful of the foods that you're eating throughout the year. Mm. So when there's more UV sunlight present, we can tolerate higher amounts of carbohydrates versus getting into the winter in the Northwest where there's not a lot of UV uh, light present. That's where you want to shift to more of a ketotic diet. Oh, interesting. Wow. And and yeah, so it's like, it plays a lot into light anyways. So that that's, we can unpack that in a different episode too, how light and nutrition or, you know, but, but being mindful, if, if we just take a look at, okay, what are the foods right now that are, are growing, which foods are in season? Um, that's a good way to, uh, align with basically be aligned with nature and not be sending our, our biology mixed signals. So, so anyways, backing up, everybody's optimal dose of UV sunlight is different. That's where the sunscreen thing gets like it. There's a bigger, there's more to the story. So for you and you and me, Mike, like we probably need to spend, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to get those vitamin D levels up. Um, in direct sunlight and get as much skin in the game too. Like, you know, you want to expose yourself as to, to as much light as possible. But now if you took the, uh, so I should trail run naked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You might. (laughs) No, dude, I totally trail run with just shorts when I'm, you know, normally when it's, uh, so that's good because I try to get that hour of sunlight in all around me, man. Yeah. It's so important. Like I, I laugh all the time because I'm basically the the Californian that moved to Montana, but in the middle of winter, I'm, you know, outside and 20 degrees, but I got my shirt off and I'm just trying to get as much, you know, direct sunlight as possible. But I also know how much that's going to affect my mental health and also just like sleep and everything else. Well, yeah, and you just said something really important because I, I just read that too. That that uh, if you do get that sunlight when throughout that day, it, it tells your body that it's daylight, and it's I forget how that works, but it, it's there's something about the exposure to that sunlight that helps you with your sleep. Well, yeah, it goes okay. So it goes that goes back into the pituitary and the hypothalamus communicating with the thyroid. So when there's a, you wake up in the morning and you, or let's use camping. Like every time you're camping or you're in the mountains, like you just seem to get tired when the sun goes down and you seem to just wake up when the sun comes up. That's because we're, we're in, we're in natural, the spectrum of natural light. Like we're not, we're not being, uh, bombarded with all this artificial light. So you just, you just get in sync with it. Um, but yeah, there's a different set of like hormonal reactions that happen depending on what time of day it is and what spectrum of light that you're exposed to. Uh, so in the morning, for example, when you, you know, you get up, that's like, you get that early morning spectrum of red light. That's actually signaling, reuptake of of uh melatonin so all the melatonin that you've dumped the night before or used up the night before it's like hey 
it's morning time. Let's spike cortisol. Let's let's get stimulated. Let's let's get the body into a ready state. Let's start uh, um, basically producing more melatonin so we can have be ready for the next night of sleep. So there's a whole very like timely system process that takes place. And, but then we think about every, like just the normal day-to-day life of how many different things there that we're exposed to that can disrupt that cycle. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like, it's pretty crazy. It's, um, but we all know the, how just good we sleep when we're camping we're out in the mountains, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, there's just something and that goes back to natural sunlight. So anyways, going back to the, everybody has an optimal dose. You take someone that's fair skin, you put them in, you know, California sun when it's a hundred degrees outside for an hour. Yeah. They're going to burn. They are, they're definitely going to burn. So that person with fair skin to get their vitamin D levels up might only need 20 minutes in the sun where you and I need an hour. So that is for, for everybody to figure out themselves. Um, that's what, right. That optimal, yeah, the, that optimal ex- time. Exactly. And then the other thing, this is, our, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You're good at, Oh no, as I was going to say, our skin is, our skin complexions are so different, right? Well, yeah, they're so different, but here's the really cool thing. <laughs> this, I, I'm just blown away. I love, I love this subject. So melanin, is produced in the skin and melanin is what gives the skin pigment melanin also protects us against uv radiation so if we look at individuals that live closer to the equator where there's a a, um, basically more uv sunlight throughout the year and throughout the day your the complexion is much darker like you look at african-americans why do they why is their their skin so dark? Well, because of if they're out in the Sahara and don't have much coverage and they're being exposed to just the sun that beats on them all day, they got to have protection, right? They have to have something built in. So, the more you expose yourself and and this could, you know, I'm talking like microdose or or shorter durations, the more you expose yourself to UV sunlight, the more melanin your skin or your body produces. That's why we start to tan. But you don't want to go mm. overboard. It's like you, you, you don't want too much. But So anyways, the more sun bathing or the more sun gazing you start to do, you'll notice not only will your, your skin start to get darker complexion but think about it as like wow that's actually my body producing more melanin and more melanin is like we you know there's a lot of you know that that plays into melatonin that plays in there's an antiviral effect to it like there's that's a really really good thing and that's what i was saying going back to like being a kid this is this is one thing i've noticed so when i was a kid i never put sunscreen on right never burn there's only a few times like falling asleep at the beach or or like I said, sure, being out too. on the boat, it was like rare. But then when I got into, and this was also before I was into health and wellness. So I wasn't, you know, wasn't aware of these things. And I started working, not spending as much time outside, uh, had a job inside, 
doing massage therapy. And I noticed that now when I was going on vacations where I was outside shirt off and things I did my whole life, like all of a sudden I was getting sunburned. Like what the heck? I never used to sunburn. (laughs) And I I didn't put it together until I, you know, was reading Dr. Jack Cruz's work. And I was like, holy crap. It's because I stopped exposing myself to the, you know, day in and day out with with that spectrum of UV light. Cause you're a kid, man. I, I'm just never inside. Like it was. When I go to the beach now, I can almost barely drive home from how tired I am. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that's a combination of things, but yeah, you're right. It's like, if you really want to experience that change that you're talking about of how we just, I migrated indoors. I mean, I think as you get older, just like you said, because of all the work related things, sometimes you just sort of migrate indoors yeah. and it's constant. So when I re- like, when I found that out, I sort of put it together like, holy crap, I just haven't been exposing myself to just sunlight. And, you know, that was four or five years ago. And I start, and I literally just started making it just like my daily cup of coffee, which was a lot easier in California. But I literally had a chair that I set, I had out back. I knew exactly where that, you know, the sun hit the time of day. And I'd go out there and I, you know, I'd sit out in the sun for like an hour. And I did that. I still do it now, but I remember, I don't know, a couple months into it, like it just, I felt a lot of things change and I was already very mindful of, you know, diet and exercise and, and all of these different, you know, very important things for optimizing health, but it was profound. Like it was, I was just blown away. <laughs> you just made me think of like a lizard because lizards totally have that down. They go out on a rock and they get out on a rock and they start doing pushups in the sunlight and they're just yeah. hanging out. kids <laughs> Find a lizard. They knew what was up. You know what it was? You know what it was? Okay. So this was the one that really blew my mind and uh, back to, you know, Dr. Jack Cruz. He's like, okay, what happens when you throw a blanket over a bush or you put uh, a blanket down on a tarp on grass? Well, after a couple of days, like it dies, man, it's dead. Like yep. it dies. But we wow, as good human beings think that we're different than everything else in nature. Like, but really we're not. And he explained it in a way, like, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. So plants, they make energy through photosynthesis. They take sunlight, they take water, sunlight and water and make glucose. And, we do the opposite. We take sunlight and we take glucose and we make water intercellular. So there's a, there's a, and he basically put it as like, we're batteries. Like we are literally batteries and the sun is our charger. So who are we to think that if we don't get natural exposed to natural sunlight, um, like that, it's not going to affect our health in some way. And we look at, but we don't. No, we don't realize it because it's subtle. It's like you don't make a connection of like if I'm not getting normal sunlight, I'm going to feel depressed and and have other issues. You don't make the connection. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all no. And it's like uh, I, I think in some areas it's a little bit more known. Like it, it you know, I'll hear the conversation right. here where it's like, yeah, it's winter. Like you know, I need to, I need to get my vitamin D up. But that's always through like thinking about it as supplementation and right. 
but telling telling people like, well, yeah, it's 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 winter, but it's okay to go outside. And when it's 30, 30 degrees out, take your shirt off, sit on the patio, and and get thirty minutes of direct sunlight. And you know very well, like, see, nobody would think no. that way though, right? No, no, you you totally, and you got me into that even here. It's like I. I realize I've stuck myself. I like to think I'm in, my routine is a mountain simulator where I, <laughs> I trail run, right? I trail run, I get my sunlight, and I consider a trail run a breathwork exercise, yeah. really. I mean, that's really what it is. Um, and so that, that hour of just all of that outdoor activity every other day, and then on the days that I don't do that, I just do like you do, like 20, 30 minutes in the sunlight. Maybe I'll do a tub cold water and i that helps i could definitely feel the balance shift between everything that i'm doing indoors versus when i get that time on a regular routine outside it's those signals it's just like we're we we're really good at adapting to stress like we're really good at like and not that light is a stress but i'm just thinking about it from if we 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 go do a workout we do you know, push ourselves and have physical exertion. There's an, like, we don't get stronger from the actual workout. We get stronger from recovering from that workout. And there's a whole, you know, cascade like that happens like signaling of hormones and, and so on and so forth. Same goes for like exposing yourself to heat or cold. Like the, the body gets under stress. There's a hormonal reaction, uh, and the body becomes more resilient. Um, from the stress that you put on it, letting you, you sort of like recover from it. But light is, is a, is a big part of like, of that, you know, you gotta like, you gotta be mindful of uh, staying on track of with, with the natural spectrum of light. And, you know, we didn't talk about red light yet either. Red mm-hmm. light has the opposite <laughs> effect of, um, or I shouldn't say opposite, but red light is the, Red light is only found in the, the morning and the evenings. So you, you, you lose the, the red spectrum as you go through the day. But the, the really cool part about red light is that spectrum of light in the evening signals the, the body to start winding down and melatonin to start, uh. be, you know, to be secreted. And, and, uh, basically it just, you know, signals the body to start shutting down. It's like time to start sleep. So that's why. So, so then they, yep. Go ahead, dude. Would it be useful then, because uh, I know they have a lot of different kinds of red light machines out there. Would that be something you'd want to do maybe just before you go to sleep? Like, a, you know, instead of turning off the TV, maybe hit some light for a little bit and then go to sleep? I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's definitely ways to biohack it. I think, uh, well, let's, that, let's just go ahead and give some like, what, what can we do? Cause I think we, we've unpacked a lot yeah. already and we don't want, <laughs> we don't want to leave you guys all like, wait, what? This is a crazy subject. So think about, I th- number one is just being mindful of it. Just being mindful that the lights that we're exposed to, it doesn't matter what time of day they are. Our body is communicating with them with that light. And it's, and it's gonna, it's going to, do something right. There's, there's going to be a physical physiological reaction. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, number two is 
there's only so much we can control. <laughs> like we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not, unfortunately we're not going to be able to live like we did a hundred years ago when there was only, you know, candlelight and, and campfires and, and natural sunlight, which is great for our biology, but that's just not the world we live in now. So, and then, yeah. you know, thirdly, we live in a tech world and that's, we rely on that. But there's things that we can do. So that's why I love biohacking because it's like you got, you, we're mindful of, you know, this is the way it is, but there's things that we can, we can do to sort of minimize the risk and the exposure. Number one, uh, try to be mindful of exposure to blue light before bed. Um, because mm-hmm. we know that it suppresses melatonin. Melatonin is, is the number one. Like that's a, that's a huge factor for good deep sleep. Melatonin is also, and let me ask you, yeah. so you're saying number one, that would be a great thing. And, and, and I need to remember this cause I have glasses that will block yes. um, the blue light. So I should be wearing those like an hour before bed. That would be one way to combat it if it quickly and efficiently. Yep. Yeah. So if you know, you're going to be working on the computer before bed, definitely getting some, some blue blockers or there's, I know the Mac for sure has it, um, but you can set mm-hmm. it to night mode and it'll take the blue out of the screen. Um, there's some uh. software out there that you can purchase that will actually change the spectrum of light and follow the natural spectrum. So like as it, it, it it'll actually change your, your display throughout the day. And you, you want to, Oh, that I got to look into. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, That's cool. That one, that one's really cool. And I think I would utilize that myself if I wasn't blind. Um, but yeah, just being mindful, knowing that if you, you know, those bright lights, um, they will affect your sleep. And, uh, and then the other, so yeah, so that that's just that's number one. Just like being mindful of the exposure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny story about that because when I have to get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, our light in the bathroom is so bright, and so when I flip it on, it's like ah, you know what I mean. And you can't. It's just I have to actually close my eyes and put my hand over my eyes yeah. to try to pretend like it's still dark. So you're right. I need to I need to fix. I need to put some kind of light in there that's like really low just enough to see. Yeah. And you think about it, like what's going on there. You're sleeping, your body, all your systems are like, it's nighttime. Like I'm sleeping, I'm recovering, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do at night. And then you wake up, you stroll into the bathroom and you flip on the light and the brain doesn't know the difference between that. It's literally like all of a sudden 12 o'clock noon, middle of the day, And I told Catherine that, I'm like, if if the light is on for too long, like if I have that light on for more than a minute or two beyond, then I'm up and that screws me up. Right. And that's that part of that's cortisol is literally like, oh, it's it's morning time or it's daytime, like secrete some (laughs) cortisol. Let's get going. And how yeah. many, and you think of so, how many people sleep with a TV on, they fall asleep with, cause the extreme, like oh, the, man. you know, the extreme biohackers totally. will, I mean, they'll go as far as taking black tape and taping the smallest little led lights on the TV displays and like on the, all the electronics, like I'm talking, 
They they I read one study ah. years ago where they took they basically proved that all it takes is one little pin like just a basically a tiny little dot of light on the exposed to the calf was enough to affect melatonin and cortisol. So it's well, and I know, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Catherine, my wife has this issue where every, it has to be blacked out. The room has got to be blacked out or she won't be able to sleep. Yeah. And that's awesome. Um, that's, that's what I was going to su- suggest to you as being not only being mindful of exposure to blue light, but also your, the place you sleep that should be blacked out that that's you know blackout curtains mm-hmm. um even like your your they make a lot of biological friendly light bulbs that are more in the red spectrum so if you do want to read at night or if you do get up in the middle of the night um and you flip the light on and it's not this bright white blue light you know that's telling your body hey it's it's the middle of the day wake up gotcha um yeah so there was something else i was gonna add there's a lot there's just so much to light man um i'm gonna get like a mini red flashlight so when i go to the restroom (laughs) just right walk around with a little tiny red light (laughs) look like a you're you're gonna be replacing all the light bulbs in the house with these red lights and Catherine's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Looks like we're yeah. it's like a vampire house. Because <laughs> we've been switching over to LED because it's like that, you know, for the efficiency and cost and everything. But yeah, I know that's not super the best efficient. Thing. The other thing I didn't mention about LEDs too is the flicker. Uh, you know that from video. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's some LED lights that don't work good with doing lighting to for video mm-hmm. production because of the flicker. The slow frame rates mm-hmm. will pick it up. Um, well, the photoreceptors in our eyes and skin, same thing. It's very disruptive to our physiology when we have this this flicker. It's very very artificial. Like the, the sun doesn't flicker like that. Um, Gosh, I haven't seen. You know, I don't think there has been too many studies to really know what the effects are. Um, but that's something to to consider as well. Yeah, dude, light is. Well, it's really interesting because you said something really interesting earlier when you said where think about where we came from: candlelight, campfires, and daylight. You know, that's all a specific light spectrum yeah. compared to where we are today. Totally different. No wonder people can't sleep. Yeah, not exactly. People are having a hard time sleeping and uh, um, melatonin, like the amount of people that supplement melatonin is, mm. uh, it's a lot. I see it a lot on the, my intake forms, my client intake forms. Um, so that, you know, sleep is, there's a big issue with sleep. People have a hard time sleeping and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, that this is a, it's a big reason why, but the melatonin thing is, you know, it's not good to supplement melatonin for a lot of the things we just talked about. Like that's going to taking a, an exogenous source versus getting it from a natural sunlight and your body making what it's supposed to the, you know, the exact mm-hmm. amounts, 
um, you're playing with fire. You're, you know, the hormones are not something to, to fool around with. So I guess the moral, yeah, sure. the moral of that one is get off the, the melatonin supplementation and get out and start getting some natural sunlight and watch how your sleep starts to regulate. Create that routine. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, I think we should, we talked a lot about blue light. Maybe next episode we can dig into the effects of, of red light. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of red light therapy. I have a red light uh, sauna, infrared sauna here at the recovery den. Um, and I'm very strategic on how I use that. Those are amazing. Yep. So, and same type of thing. It's, uh, you know, it has an effect on the body, especially from the recovery standpoint. Nice. Anyways, that was, uh, that's a complex one, man. That's a, like, that, that topic is totally a hard one. But simple at the same time. It's like, just get outside and get some sunlight, man. You know what I mean? In some ways, but but to understand the science and the effects of it and, and why and how, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's And that's what it comes down to. You know, we've talked about this. It's not hard. You know, get, get exposed to natural sunlight, drink good clean water, spring water, get outside, be grounded, be in nature. Uh, eat whole foods like real foods <laughs> uh get good sleep i mean really that's it man and then uh challenge yourself oh man I, right i know i feel good when i get all that done <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but we, i mean it just sounds amazing when you think about it yeah and it's funny because like coming from like the high performance world being a a, a biohacker you know i got I got really into the the quantitative stuff, the the tech, all the equipment and and what it came like it just cu- kept coming back to like the natural stuff, you know, it's like right. I think these Sometimes we're too smart for our own good, I think. <laughs> it's like something, you know, the society we get so we forget about the basic things of life. Yeah. And it's it's and and most of the things that work are just super basic it's like working out like why is there always some new fitness program that's out there that you know it's it's always something new when it it really it's you know do some push-ups do some some squats uh do some pull-ups dude get your heart rate there's no money in (laughs) there's no money in um in in uh exactly in those basic things of, it's not of life. sexy yeah, that's why mm. or it's considered woo essential you know it's like if i tell yeah, someone totally. to go sit out back with their shirt off with their with uh no shoes on and ground it's like suddenly that's that's why i've i've really enjoyed digging into dr jack cruz's work because you know being a um more uh, of a, a quantum quantum biology and him being a board certified neurosurgeon explaining it in a way where it's like understanding the physiological, the biological aspect of it versus Mm -hmm. just like, Oh yeah. When you, you take your shoes off and you ground, like it just, it's good for you or getting natural sunlight. It's like, why? Like, I want to know what's the mechanism. Why is that woo woo though? (laughs) 
I know. And why is that woo-woo? That just seems like I know it's crazy, where we right? came from. And and it goes back that's to my we, my comment earlier. Like, what happens when you throw a tarp or a or you know a a blanket? You cover a plant. It dies when it's not exposed to sunlight. And why do we think we're any different wow. than a plant? And you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Not. <laughs> That people could take that no, no, the no, wrong no, way, but again, we, meaning we are <laughs> we are part of this creation. Yeah, so it's going back to just being too smart for our own good. Sometimes I think. Yeah. So uh, don't put the sunscreen on right away when you're when you're outside. Get a little exposure. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, real quick, an alternative to sunscreen is I use now raspberry seed oil, and it has the same SPF of like a titanium oxide. I think it's between 20 and 50. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, so it's a natural seed oil. I wear that for when I'm running. Uh, I just, I don't know what's in sunscreen, so I don't want to bother trying to look through it all. Badger is a good brand. Um, uh-huh. I've heard of that. Yeah, Badger is a good yeah. brand or just pure zinc oxide. Uh, that's what you'll see yeah. the surfers using, like the old school surfers, and they got that green stuff under their eyes, um, like a greenish mm. white look. Uh, but honestly, the best sunscreen is just get more and more and more exposure. As as I mentioned earlier, more and more exposure you get, the more melanin uh, you get in your skin, the ah. more protection you have towards UV sunlight. And I just want to, I want to add this because uh, as I, <laughs> that's like micro dosing though, right? It is like, yeah. it'd be like micro dosing yeah. sunlight. The more gotcha. you, the more exposure you get to UV, the more melanin, uh, melanin that's produced in the skin. Uh, but I wanted to this, well, two things. Number one, um, melatonin, melanin is antiviral. So that goes back to, mm. you know, that's very and very very important for having a robust immune system. And then, gotcha. uh, oh, what was I going to mention? See, there's just so much I forgot. Now it was something about red light. Sorry, dude. No, it's all right. Probably my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, dang, what was it? It was something about red light. Uh, oh, I know what it was because it's a cool fact. So. Uh, the spectrum of, of UV, I'm sorry, infrared light actually mm. um, helps basically offset the UV, the exposure to UV. So if you're exposed to UV sunlight during the middle of the day, being exposed to the red light later in the evening at sunset or using something like an infrared sauna will actually have a protective mechanism against the exposure to UV earlier in the day. So it's like, it, it's, wow. yeah, it's crazy how everything interplays like those different spectrums of light throughout the day have different biological effects. So, but they all interplay with each other. Dang. That's amazing. So, Anyways, sweet. If you get sunburn, infrared light is a, it's a good way to handle that. All right, dude, that's a lot. Nice. Um, you got anything you want to leave them with? Uh, if you can get outside, get that light, that air, and that water, man, it's it's the simplest thing and the best thing. Amen, dude. Amen to that. I can't can't agree more. All right. Uh, K 
connect us connect with us on the socials um we're on facebook we'd love to love to hear from you that is facebook slash mountain wellness 406 uh mike just got our new instagram page set up is it all up are we good to go today it's it's set up yeah it's going to be mountain underscore wellness underscore podcast sweet mountain underscore wellness underscore podcast so we want to start engaging with you guys we want to start hearing from you um so we're gonna we're gonna start posting some cool content on there uh you know whatever comes up through the week whether that's a good health tip funny stories <laughs> i'm sure we'll, we'll we'll have some good stuff up there so uh hop over to instagram and start following us um reviews gosh man if you guys could the five star reviews are awesome can't thank you guys enough for giving us the reviews yeah, thank but you. even more so if awesome. you can give us some comments write a, a quick little uh a comment on there even it's like hey love the podcast um it helps so much uh with the exposure um we really want to get this this podcast to show out more um we think it has a lot of uh, a lot of benefit for people especially with uh times right now even if we can just help people give give a good laugh tell some stories but um also share some health and wellness tips so Please, please, please uh, go give us a review. It would be much appreciated. We're on most of the major uh, platforms, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. I don't know. Check. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. That's what I saw. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, that's, that's about it. Um, Mike, you got anything else? Yeah, I think we're good. Just thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll get out on the mountain. Sweet. Catch you guys on the mountain. See you next week. <laughs>